In the year 2043, humanity saw a marvel that was once the stuff of science fiction turn into reality. Time travel had become a lucrative, commercial enterprise, operated and controlled by a mega-corporation named Cronus Tech. The spectacle of traversing time attracted an exclusive clientele, billionaires, high-profile scientists, even world leaders, all enticed by the chance to witness significant moments in history or explore the unforeseen possibilities of the future. Among the patrons of this remarkable business was Walter Gray, a shrewd entrepreneur in his late forties. Walter had always held a voracious curiosity for history. He reveled in the thrill of past epochs, consumed books like a man starved, and built a fortune on his knack for predicting market trends by understanding history's cyclical nature. The opportunity to experience history firsthand was a prospect he found impossible to resist. His first journey took him to the moon landing in 1969, the second to the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. Walter's third journey was set in Renaissance Italy, a period he had always romanticized for its artistic fervor and scientific revolution. As he strolled through the narrow cobblestone streets of Florence, taking in the blend of music, art, and spirited chatter, he noticed something strange. In the crowd, he spotted a man. His face was gaunt, weathered, with eyes that held a terrible wisdom that came from profound suffering. The man looked eerily familiar, he was Walter's mirror image, albeit aged and weary. The haggard figure's eyes met Walter's, widening in terror and recognition. But before Walter could approach him, the man vanished, disappearing into the dense crowd as if he were an apparition. The incident left Walter unsettled and perplexed. Returning to the sterile comfort of 2043, Walter took his concerns to Cronus Tech. The customer relations executive, an immaculately groomed woman with an artificially soothing voice, explained the incident as a simple case of quantum mirrors. She said that during the process of time travel, remnants from alternate timelines could manifest as holographic projections, especially those bearing strong emotional connections to the traveler. However, Walter found the explanation hollow and suspiciously rehearsed. It felt like a cover story, and the cold, uncaring manner of the corporation, did little to alleviate his growing apprehensions. The encounter in Renaissance Italy had shaken him. The man's terror-filled eyes haunted him, and despite the corporation's reassurances, Walter's unease persisted. He found himself standing at the edge of a precipice, his instincts warning him of a horrifying secret lurking within the enticing allure of time travel. Haunted by his encounter, Walter did what came naturally to him as an entrepreneur, he followed his instincts and probed deeper into the unsettling oddities of Cronus Tech's operations. Money was never a barrier for Walter. He pulled strings, made calls, and recruited a team of brilliant, albeit morally flexible, hackers to infiltrate the digital fortresses of Cronus Tech. Their mission? To uncover the truth behind his eerie encounter in Renaissance Italy. Weeks of relentless probing into the vast labyrinth of encrypted data yielded results. The hackers uncovered a concealed protocol cryptically labeled Paradox Harvest. The fragmented documents and encoded correspondences they unearthed painted a grim picture of the true nature of Cronus Tech's operations. The Paradox Harvest Protocol, 
was ingeniously horrific. Each jump through time, the files suggested, required an immense energy source. This energy was not drawn from some advanced fusion reactor or an alien power source, but from the life force of an alternate version of the Traveler from a parallel universe. The mechanics of it remained shrouded in quantum jargon, but the result was clear and unequivocal, each time travel journey resulted in the premature death of an alternate self. The revelation was devastating. A cold dread seeped into Walter's bones as he connected the dots. His encounters, his experiences, the haggard reflection in Renaissance Italy, they were not just spectral remnants. They were his alternate selves, drained of their life force, wilting away into non-existence. The implications were soul-crushing. With each trip, he had unknowingly condemned a version of himself to death, trading their life for a few moments of historical indulgence. He had become an unwitting agent of his own destruction, a realization that filled him with a horror he had never known. He had dug for the truth, and the truth now stared back at him with the cold, merciless eyes of his own mortality. Haunted by the grim revelations, Walter found himself in a tempest of guilt and self-reproach. Every luxurious detail of his opulent penthouse, once a testament to his success and taste, now felt like an extravagant mausoleum, a stark reminder of the lives he had unknowingly sacrificed for his curiosity. His collection of aged wines, his usual refuge from the stress of the world, transformed into his means of escapism. He drowned himself in the rich reds and smooth whites, but no amount of alcohol could blur the terrifying clarity of his realizations or numb the gnawing guilt. His money, which had bought him access to the marvels of time, had turned into an ironic curse. It had funded his own unknowing self-destruction, and the death of his innocent alternate selves. Mirrors in his home, once just mundane reflective surfaces, morphed into grim gateways of self-contemplation. Each reflection was an accusation, a ghostly imprint of the lives he had unintentionally extinguished. He saw in them the echo of the haggard man from Renaissance Italy, a living testament to his horrific deeds. For days, he wallowed in guilt, allowing despair to consume him. But amidst the torment and self-pity, a spark of resolve began to take root. The more he reflected on his guilt, the more it began to fuel a new purpose. A voice in him, one that had once inspired him to build an empire, began to whisper urgently. He had to expose Cronus' tech, bring the truth into the light. He could not sit idle, not when others, like him, were unknowingly trading the lives of their alternate selves for temporal adventures. His guilt, and denial eventually gave way to determination. Despite the looming threat that Cronus' tech represented, he knew he had to act. His new mission was born from the ashes of his guilt, to expose the monstrous paradox of time travel and prevent others, from committing the same inadvertent atrocities he had. Cronus Tech's omnipresent surveillance was the stuff of Orwellian nightmares. With a legion of artificial intelligence-controlled systems at their disposal, they meticulously traced every digital footprint Walter left behind. When his covert investigations triggered their alerts, the corporation retaliated, not with brute force, but with the silent, venomous sting of cyber warfare. 
Walter found himself under siege in the digital realm. His personal accounts were hacked, damaging rumors disseminated about him across the internet to defame and isolate him, and mysterious financial discrepancies began to cripple his businesses. The attacks were relentless, meticulously engineered to break him piece by piece, a slow and painful death by a thousand cuts. Yet, adversity was not new to Walter. As a self-made entrepreneur, he'd navigated storms before, but this was an entirely different beast. This was a faceless enemy attacking from the shadows, an enemy who controlled time itself. But Walter was not one to back down. His fear transformed into a fierce determination, the predator within him awakened. Enlisting the help of his trusted allies, hackers, old business partners, loyal friends, Walter vanished from the radar. He adopted pseudonyms, moved across safe houses, and began communicating via secure, encrypted channels. He swapped his high-profile lifestyle for the stealth and caution of a fugitive, constantly playing a dangerous game of hide-and-seek with Cronus Tech's digital hounds. Each cyber-attack he thwarted was a small victory, each attempt to silence him further fueling his resolve. Walter was on the run, but he was far from beaten. With each passing day, he was becoming an expert in evading Cronus Tech's grip, slowly but surely turning the tide of this digital war. Fleeting shadows and lurking threats were not a long-term solution for Walter. He was aware that his stealth and resilience were but temporary respites in this asymmetric war with Cronus Tech. There was only one real course of action that could end this, expose the corporation's malevolent secret in a manner that they couldn't suppress. Walter began to strategize, his mind whirling like a cogwheel. His plan was audacious, dangerous, and the only shot he had. As the last vestiges of his resources were funneled into this effort, a powerful global livestream was put in place, ready to broadcast the chilling reality of Paradox Harvest to every corner of the world. The stage was set, and as Walter began his livestream, laying bare the insidious operation Cronus Tech had been running, the corporation sprung into action. Fearful of the cataclysmic fallout of the truth, they mobilized their considerable resources to quell the crisis. In every corner of the digital realm, a fierce battle of information broke out. Cronus Tech flooded the channels with disinformation, attempting to brand Walter as a disgruntled ex-employee weaving tales for revenge, and questioned his credibility with professionally fabricated evidence. At the same time, a wave of cyber attacks was launched at Walter's broadcasting servers, intending to choke his message in the cradle. The stage of this digital warfare had been amplified to a global scale, with Walter on one side, alone David against the Goliath that was Cronus Tech. The battle for truth had begun. Walter was not a soldier, but he was an innovator, a man who found paths where others only saw obstacles. As Cronus Tech's cyber onslaught raged against his livestream, he enacted a contingency plan. He had predicted the corporation's countermeasures, and had set up multiple mirror servers worldwide, transforming the broadcast into a decentralized Hydra. For every server they took down, two more sprouted elsewhere, ensuring his message echoed throughout the digital world. But, 
his claim needed to be irrefutable, to stand in the face of Cronus Tech's disinformation campaign. Walter had come prepared. He revealed the stolen data from Cronus Tech's internal files, decoding the terrifying nature of Paradox Harvest in real-time. The intricate process of how a traveler's doppelganger was sacrificed with every temporal journey was laid bare for the world to see. His personal encounters, the spectral vision of his older self, the paranoia, the incessant cyber warfare, he left no detail untouched. Cronus Tech's desperate attempts to drown out his revelations were broadcasted live alongside his stream, inadvertently validating his claims. As the viewers pieced together the full scope of Cronus Tech's deceptions, public sentiment turned sharply against the corporation. It was a chilling victory for Walter, a paradox indeed, that the truth was unleashed amidst an ocean of lies. In the ensuing fallout, Walter disappeared into the digital shadows, his existence reduced to coded whispers and encrypted echoes. His victory was shrouded by the immense guilt of his unwitting sacrifices and the monumental impact of his revelation. He had exposed a grand manipulation, but at the cost of shattering the world's understanding of time travel. As global reaction to the scandal surged, Walter was left to grapple with his deeds, his victory, his guilt. His actions had forever changed the course of countless lives, but he took solace in knowing that he had stopped an even more horrific, unseen massacre. The paradox was resolved, but its ripples would be felt for a long time to come.